This week, we're getting into another culturally relevant and classic romantic drama movie. This one from 1993, written and directed by the legend John Singleton. In the film, the main character Justice, played by the incomparable Janet Jackson, writes poems which she recites throughout the film. The poems featured were written by Maya Angelou, and Angelou also appears in the film as one of the three elderly sisters whom the characters meet at the family reunion. The last poets make an appearance toward the end of the film as well. The spine of the movie is based off Tupac's brief romance with Anne-Marie Rose, now Anne-Marie Adams, who Tupac struck up a relationship with in between takes on the Juice set in Harlem, New York. Adams was a budding poet who frequented the Brooklyn Moon Cafe in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Adams was a student at the Brooklyn College known for her trademark braids. Justice is a young woman living in South Central Los Angeles. She was named Justice by her late mother who gave birth to her while attending law school. After the shooting death of her boyfriend, Markel, played by the legend Q-Tip, Justice falls into a deep depression. She spends the majority of her time in the house that she inherited from her grandmother with her cat, White Boy, only going out to her job at the local hair salon. Justice is a talented poet and she reads many of her poems throughout the course of the film, both to other characters and in voiceover. Justice is at the hair salon working one day when a young postal clerk named Lucky, played by the one and only Tupac, comes in and begins flirting with her. She rebuffs his advances with the help of her female boss. The two women pretend to be lesbians and mock Lucky with their quote, relationship, unquote. Lucky also had a tragedy in his life. His main focus is caring for his young daughter Keisha. He had to forcibly remove her from the of her mother, Angel, the crack addict who was using drugs and having sex with her drug dealer while leaving the child unattended in the apartment. Lucky dreams of a professional career in music and shows considerable promise, but he insists that his cousin is the true talent. Justice's friend, Leisha, played by the Academy Award, Golden Globe, multiple-time Emmy-winning actress Regina King. She manages to talk to Justice into taking a road trip to Oakland with Leisha's boyfriend, Chicago, played by the actor and comedian Joe Torrey, who is Lucky's co-worker at the post office. Justice accepts, mainly because she has to go to Oakland. Oakland for her hair show and her car broke down that morning. Unbeknownst to Justice, Lucky is also on the trip and she will now be sharing a postal van with him and two mutual friends. Initially they argue but they soften towards each other as they discover similarities over the course of the trip. The foursome make a couple of detours, the first being a family reunion barbecue they see. Here it becomes overtly apparent that Leisha and Chicago's relationship is on the rocks. Leisha openly flirts with the other men at the barbecue after getting drunk while Chicago fumes watching. The two argue in the mail truck until Justice talks to Leisha about her behavior. Leisha then throws up, cries, and then apologizes to Justice. The second stop is at a carnival where Lucky and Justice grow closer as they discuss their lives. After leaving, they stop at a beach where the four of the characters contemplate their situations with eternal monologues. After leaving the beach, the friction between Chicago and Leisha explodes when Leisha informs Chicago she has already been cheating on him, and he physically attacks her. Justice defends Leisha by kicking Chicago in the balls, and Chicago turns his fury at Justice in retaliation. Lucky then comes to the help of Justice, and the two along with the battered and bleeding Leisha, leave Chicago on the side of the road and continue on. Lucky stops at the beach and Justice goes to comfort him. She begins opening up about her life and Lucky becomes understanding and sympathetic. And sympathetic. They share a kiss and then Justice walks away, unsure of her feelings for Lucky. She goes back to him and they kiss again. The three now arrive in Oakland, where they are met with the news that Lucky's cousin, with whom he had been working on music, has been killed. Lucky blames himself for not being in Oakland sooner, believing that he could have prevented the shooting had he been in town. He turns his anger on Justice, blaming her for distracting him while they were on the road. Lucky's uncle and aunt give Lucky his cousin's recording equipment. Lucky decides not to go back to work and to take care of Keisha. Some months have passed, and Lucky meets up with Justice again in the back of the hair salon. Just at the moment he brings in his daughter Keisha. Lucky is remorseful over his conduct in Oakland and his cruel words he said to Justice there. And then he apologized. She smiles at him and they share a passionate kiss. 
Justice smiles and then turns her attention to Keisha, fussing over her hair. Justice and Lucky's eyes meet over Keisha's head and they smile. Their connection is strong as ever. On July 23rd, 2013, John Singleton spoke with a writer from Essence Magazine and discussed the 20th anniversary of the film. The interview mentioned that in 1993, black female leads were rare and he wanted to give a voice to young African-American women. He also revealed whose idea it was for Janet Jackson to wear the now iconic box braids. That was a collaboration between myself, Janet, Fatima Robinson, and dancers named Josie Harris and Anne-Marie Rose. Janet Jackson, Lisa Bonet, and many other actresses auditioned for the role of Justice. We're going to take a short ad break here and get right back to the show. Thank you for listening to that ad. Now back to the show. So Singleton knew from the script's draft that the role was solely intended for Janet. Rapper Ice Cube was offered the lead role of Lucky, but turned it down, stating that he was not at the point of his career that he could play in romantic movies. According to Box Office Mojo, Poetic Justice made $27.5 million in domestic box office, with the budget being $14 million. For its opening weekend, it opened at number one with over $11 million in ticket sales. Much of the acclaim was directed to the performances of both Jackson and Tupac, their criticism stemming from the writing and the storyline. The soundtrack album was released on June 29, 1993, through Epic Soundtracks and consisted of a blend of hip-hop and R&B music. It peaked at number 23 on the Billboard 200 chart in the United States and was certified gold by the RIAA in August 25, 1993. Three charting singles were released from the album, Endo Smoke by Mr. Grime, Get It Up by TLC, and Call Me A Mac by Usher, recorded at Unique Recording Studios in New York City. The soundtrack also has the Stevie Wonder song, Never Dreamed You'd Leave In Summer, a track that was originally on his 1970 Motown Records album, Where I'm Coming From. The song, Definition of a Thug, recorded by Pac for the film, later appeared on his 1997 posthumous album, Are You Still Down? Remember Me. Due to the film's casting of two major music stars at the time, there was a lot of hype surrounding the release of the movie. Many were excited to see how the dynamic between Janet Jackson and Tupac would manifest itself in the film, both visually and musically. On the soundtrack, each artist was given a single song. For the award season, Janet Jackson was nominated for an array of awards, Academy Awards nomination for the Best Original Song, Janet Jackson for Again, at the Golden Globe Awards, nominated for Best Original Song, Janet Jackson for Again, the Golden Raspberry Awards, nominated for Worst Actress, Janet Jackson, and Worst New Star, in which Janet Jackson won. At the MTV Movie Awards, Janet Jackson won for Best Female Performance and Most Desirable Female. Poetic Justice, while not known for an outstanding script or cinematography, is known for the performances by young music artists. The performances made a lasting impression, and the vision to have it this way by legendary filmmaker John Singleton, may he rest in peace, truly showed the range of all of these artists were capable of. Sadly, two of them are no longer alive to contribute anymore, but their work, while still in the physical, is enough to last and be spoken about for a number of lifetimes. One story I've heard about this movie is that Janet Jackson required Tupac to take an STD and AIDS test to see that he was clean in order to kiss him on the film. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hip Hop History. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review if possible. Thank you. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Hip Hop History Pop. Have a great day.